Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Heavenly Father, we come to you today and we ask you, Lord, to just um, speak to our hearts, speak to our life. Uh, open our ears, open our hearts, open our mind, Lord, that, that we can receive what you have for us today, that we can be transformed, that we can be changed, that something could happen with us deep inside in our spirit and in the inner part of me, that it would, this would just not be just entertainment, but that this would be, Lord, you speaking to our lives and that we could come out of this and, Lord, be a better person, be a better Christian, be more like the plan that you have for my life. I want to live the way you want me to live, and I'm here, Lord, to receive your word, to receive your anointing. Just do what you do, Lord. Amen. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Well, look at this. Some of us know that we could have been dead with that accident or that near accident, that time. Remember that other time? We've all been through that experience. So God has saved us from that kind of a situation. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of things happen in our life. Or you could have died from a heart attack. Situations happen in your life that some people, they get some bad news and right there, boom, they're done, you know. Um, so that, that could have happened to any one of us. Or some of us got a little control, out of control back there. We could have ended up as a drug addict, strung out on drugs. And some of us, we've all lived through different situations and we've all done all kinds of things. Some of us could have even ended up in jail forever for some of the things that happened. I know that God saved me from a whole bunch of stuff. I was a musician and there was drugs and there was all kinds of things involved. And thank God, I think God had a plan with my life and I, I never ended up in jail or had any kind of a scandal or anything like that. So I want to emphasize today that God is always watching over us. Hallelujah. God is always watching over us and God is always taking care of us. Now, of course, if you read the Bible, if you study this, God has his children. You know, when you see, like, we all have the opportunity to open our hearts to God, to let him come in and guide us and take care of us. So it's the people that are connected with God. It's the people that are his children. Because I always say, the people that reject God, the people that mock God, the people that wanna, don't want to know about God, then what you're doing is you're giving your back to his love to his provision and to his protection. So when I say that God takes care of us, he takes care of us if and when we are connected, amen? So today's message begins when Paul, the apostle Paul, he's telling a group of men that they should not sail. Don't sail, don't do this. And uh, I go right to uh, Acts chapter 27, verse 10. Acts 27, verse 10, and we begin here. I'm using a very simple version of the Bible. Paul tells everyone in the boat, men, he said, I believe there's trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of our cargo, and danger to our lives as well. This is Paul telling these men that. Now, many times, hello, we do not pay attention to good advice. How many say amen? Many times we don't pay attention to good advice, you know? <laughs> well, you know, sometimes like now, there's so many people talking on the TV and on the internet, and you're getting so much advice that's all mixed up all over the place. I kind of don't blame people sometimes. But sometimes some good advice comes through, and we don't pay attention. And these people did not pay attention to Paul when he said that they shouldn't sail. And they sailed right into the biggest storm that they had experienced in their whole lives. They had no idea what kind of trouble they were going to be in. Now, look at this. We're going to move on to Acts 27, uh, verse 11. It says, but the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain 
and the owner of the ship than to Paul. So what's going on here is they were moving some prisoners. They were moving some prisoners plus cargo and a whole bunch of stuff. And the owner of the ship is there and the captain is there. And I imagine, I don't know, but I imagine that uh, they get so much money for each prisoner that they bring from one place to another. They get money for moving this cargo. And uh, well, you know, this guy's a little worried, but you know, we're in business here. We got to get paid. We made a contract. We got to go forward. You know, forget about him. We're going, we're going. So, in reality, many times problems come to our lives because of bad decisions that we make. Hello, right? We kind of open the door a lot of times for these things to come to us. Of course, there are things that come out of nowhere, but sometimes our, it's own, our own fault, our own mistakes that bring bad situations upon our lives. Sometimes we provoke the problem. Sometimes it's hard for us to see that in our own life, but it's Pretty easy for us to see that happening in somebody else's life, right? You watch what they're doing and, you know, but as far as your own stuff, no, 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 I got my life under control, but sometimes we're making bad decisions. So down the line, this, they, they, they sail out and once you're out at sea and the wind starts blowing and the boat starts shaking and they're, uh-oh, uh-oh, there's a lot of loose stuff around. So they had to start grabbing loose stuff and throwing it overboard because loose stuff can move and, and hit somebody and kill somebody. So the next thing they know, they're throwing stuff overboard. And what happens is that when we're in the storms of life, Pretty quick, when, when things start squeezing on you, you know what I mean? In Spanish, they say apretar. When things start squeezing on you, you start really beginning to notice what is really important to hang on to and what is not necessary. That happens in our life too. And so what happens is then when we're in the middle of the problem, now we start to put our priorities right. You understand? But if we would have thought things through ahead of time and had things running the way that they should run, then we wouldn't have to throw anything out of the ship. Okay? So now let's move on to Acts 27, 18 and 19. It says, the next day as gale force winds. What is, what is gale force winds? That's pretty strong winds, right? Uh, you know, I'm not a, really a boat guy. I, I respect the water. Um, gale force winds continued to batter the ship. The crew began throwing the cargo overboard. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. So this is a storm that is not just a few hours. This is a storm that took days. And they started throwing out unnecessary stuff first. But now here they, they're throwing out their own stuff. They're throwing out their cargo. And they're even throwing out some of the things that are important for running the ship. Things get out of control. Things get out of control, and then we start suffering losses, losses. You know, things start happening that are, are harming our life. The storm lasted a few days, and, well, the Bible tells us is that what happened, yeah, you know, these ships were made out of wood, you know, like steel like today. They were made out of wood. That ship got totally destroyed, chopped into little pieces by the storm, and, 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 and it, it was done. That, they, that ship got totally ruined, and it took a long time, days. They were suffering this for days and days and days. But the story tells us that Apparently, God was with them and God was with Paul because they all were able to reach land. They were able to reach the shore and, and they all made it alive. It says that nobody died. Nobody died. They all made it, okay? You know, God is good and he always has mercy on us. How many say amen? God is good. You know, they went through a really, really tough situation, but they all, they all lived. And a lot of times we can tell the devil, you know what, devil? I'm still here. You do your thing and, you know, you hit me with everything you got, but devil, I am still here. But here's the situation. When trials come to our life, what is the human tendency? A lot of the time, maybe most of the time, people start complaining. People start complaining. 
Boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Why is this happening to me? Oh, I'm so unlucky. Boo-hoo, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. But you know what? We shouldn't complain. And, and here's where I want to start interjecting. I want to start bringing in what should be our mentality. We should start lifting up our hands and saying, with God's help, you know what? I'm going to make it to the other side of this storm. Things come up all the time. Little things, big things. Let's face it, we, be, we live in a world which is complicated, and there's always opposition, there's always problems, there's always things going on. With God's help, you know what? We're going to make it to the other side. Angie knows what happens with me is when I see, when I see, you know, oh, yeah, we got that big appointment, you know, we got that big, you know, what I hate, what I hate, what I hate is to look bad. I hate to look bad. You know what I mean? I hate to look irresponsible. I hate to look like I'm not taking care of business. You know, so here we are. And it's a little late, honey. <laughs> Putting on that makeup took a little too long. Hello. <laughs> um, and, and okay, uh, if you drive, because she's a much better driver than me. If you drive, we'll make it on time. And then we notice that, oh, my God, we got a flat. <laughs> And my saying is, all right, we're in Vietnam. In other words, I know this is a battle. I love that bow tie. <laughs> I know that this is a battle. And when I say we're in Vietnam, I mean, I don't have the answer here. God has the answer. Because if you're in Vietnam with all them guys shooting at you and whatnot, if you get out of there alive, it's God. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's God. So we need to, but, but so you understand this thing about faith. Faith is like a muscle. You have to use that muscle. And as you use that muscle, it becomes strong and it grows. That's, what, that's how faith works. So <clears throat> I'm going to make it to the other side of this, this problem. God's going to help me through. We're going to be fine. We're in Vietnam, but he's helped us through before, and he's going to help us through now. So what should, be, <clears throat> what should be our attitude? What should be how we face these things, how we look at things, these difficulties in life? Okay, we should grab on to God and grab on to God with a lot of faith. Bible says we've all been given a measure of faith. We all have a certain amount of faith. Grab onto that faith, and then we should move and confess in this manner, okay? <clears throat> we need to move, in a, in a, and we have to look at things, and, and when you say confess, when you confess something, you're bringing that out. You're, you're bringing that out. You know what I mean? Like, you're you're you're, you're Bringing that to the light. Okay, you ready? Okay, here we go. How should I feel? How should I react? Okay, number one, it could be that I'm broken, but I'm going forward. Huh? It could be that I'm wounded, but you know what? I'm going forward, okay? It could be that I'm bloody, bleeding, but you know what? I am going forward. This is the way we need to think. Okay, I know that I'm not all that I should be. We need to be open and honest with God. Okay? We need to be open and honest with God. I got some bad habits <laughs> and I'm, I'm still working on some stuff inside of me that I, you know, I know I'm not exactly totally where I, where I should be. Yeah, yeah, I'm dealing a little bit with some anger issues. You know, I have a tendency to have a little bit of anger issues. And you know what? When people step on my toes and they mess with me, I, I have a little problem to forgive them. I want to forgive them, but sometimes, really, I want to rip their head off. I don't really want to forgive. So I'm working on this now. I'm working on this. I know that I'm not totally where I should be, but I do know that God is with me, and I know that when I'm conscious of God and, and I'm thinking right, then God is guiding me. He's with me. He's guiding me. And overall, I know that I'm moving in the right direction. Right? Okay. So what am I getting to with this? We need to have that positive 
attitude that comes from faith. Not because I'm a bad dude or because I got it under control. No, no. My positive attitude comes because I believe that God is with me. I believe that God is the one who's going to get me through this trial. So here's another side of this. We need to understand that the Christian life is a process. A process. This doesn't happen zippity-doo-dah, you know, magic. No, no. This takes time. This takes time. Um, you know, I remember when I first got saved, I didn't know what the heck I was getting into. I had no idea what this is all about. I remember that I mentioned that. <laughs> they talked a lot about the blood of here, the blood. I said, these people are a little bit like Dracula. You know, it's a little weird. I, I didn't understand what they were talking about, you know. <clears throat> but it's a process. And I need to understand it's a process. You know why? Because that way I won't get frustrated with myself when I screw up. Because we will screw up. We do screw up. Christians are not perfect. Hello, I'm not perfect. I want you to know that. I'm not better than you. I'm not perfect. I'm just like you. You're just like me, and I'm just like you. Okay? The only thing is, I, I found something. I found something. And, and I'm in the process of learning that and getting into that. So I need to understand that this is a process so that I don't get frustrated and then I will keep on going. Okay, I need to understand a few things. I need to understand that anything that is not God's will, anything that is not the way God wanted to be exactly is sin. <laughs> what is sin? It's not doing what God wants you to do. That's sin. So I know you think, oh, well, I'm not so bad. I'm not a th Yes, because you do stuff that God doesn't want you to do. That means that you're a sinner. We're all sinners. The Bible says that we are all sinners. So when I sin, <clears throat> there's a little three-step process that I want to go through real quick here. This is like a parenthesis. First of all, get on your knees, put your, 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 your pride aside, and ask for forgiveness. That's the first thing we need to do. Lord, I messed up. I messed up. Stop making excuses. Don't try to blame somebody else. Lord, forgive me. But this has a little bit more to it. Because it's not like, yeah, 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 I made a mistake. Okay, look, I'm sorry. You know, you know, no, it's not that. Because we need to have repentance. What is repentance? Repentance is a positive mind state where you, you, okay, you ask for forgiveness. You may or you may not be sorry for what you did. You may or you may not be sorry for what you did. But that's not really the main thing. You ask for forgiveness. You humble yourself. You ask forgiveness. And then you repent. What does repent mean? Now, repent means that you take a positive stand and you do a 180. Okay? 180 is that. I'm not going to do this again, okay? Whether you feel bad about it or not, when you come to God to ask for forgiveness, you need to repent. And you re when you repent, that means I'm not going there anymore. And I'm going to tell you another side of this. Mary it's very likely that you, Richie, likes that. Richie tends to go that way. That attracts Richie. Richie always ends up in that same place. But you see what I mean? You're with your mind, you're saying, I know what's going on, I know what's going on with me, I know this offends God, I'm asking God for forgiveness, and I'm making a firm decision that I'm not going that way anymore. That's what repentance is. It means, yes, I feel so bad about what I did and that I offended God that I am not going to do that anymore. There's one more thing. It's called retribution. That sounds like a fancy word, but I'm going to tell you what that means. You need to give back, pay back the money that you stole. Hello. You need to fix what you broke. You need to patch up your relationship with the people that you offended. When we sin, when we do things wrong, there are consequences. And now you need to pay back. You need to take responsibility, and you need to fix that. It's not... Oh, yeah, well, look, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and keep walking. No. Our wrong actions affect me, affect God, and affect other people, and we need to be responsible. So it's ask for forgiveness, repent, and then retribution. Okay, that's not really the message, but I think it's important that we look at all that. And then getting back to the message, once you do all that, 
Remember, you screwed up, right? You screwed up. Now, what we need to do is, okay, now I'm going forward. Okay? Now I'm going forward. Forget about the boo-hoo, boo-hoo, nobody understands me. Oh, it wasn't my fault. Get out of here. Take responsibility. Take responsibility. And now move forward. A lot of times when we screw up, blah, 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 afterward you feel terrible and you really don't feel like moving forward, all that baloney, but crank it up. Come on. Be a man. Be a woman of God. Get, clean up the dust and now we need to get back on track. We need to get back on track. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> the devil talks to us, especially when we screw up. Uh, you see that? You shouldn't even be in church. You don't belong there. You're not those people. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. Now we need to just keep walking forward. Okay, let's get back to our story here. Acts 27:44 says, <clears throat> The others held on to planks or debris from the broken ship, so everyone escaped to the shore Safely, we see this in the movies a lot. You know what I mean? Where the guy's hanging onto a board, you know, and and well, that that's what happened. That's what happened. They were hanging onto pieces of the boat, and <clears throat> they made it to the shore. And we can lift up our hands and thank God that 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 we've gotten to the other side of the storm. What am I mean? This. Think about it. Come on. How many times hasn't God helped you out, gotten you to the other side of a problem? You prayed. a lot, But a lot of times we pray and God does something and then we forget about God. We're like, yeah, I got through that one. You know what I mean? It was God that helped us. Everybody went and got through the storm and they ended up on this little island called Malta. A little tiny island called Malta. They ended, you know, it just so happened that that island wasn't too far away. I don't know how long they were swimming in the water, hanging to a piece of wood, but they all made it to the beach, to the shore of that island. <clears throat> the people on the island made a bonfire. They made a big fire because it was cold. These people had been in the water for a long time. They're freezing, so the people on the island made a fire so they could dry off a little bit and, and, and get warm. So, you know, the Apostle Paul, he's there. He's a man of God, so he wants to help out. And he starts collecting pieces of wood to help the fire. You know what I mean? But this is like an uncivilized little island. You know what I mean? Like, so he's putting, he's putting the wood in the fire, but he didn't see that there was this snake in there. That, that snake in there that probably when they picked up all that stuff to put it in the fire, they didn't realize they threw the snake in the fire. So when he goes to put the piece of wood down, that thing sees his hand and whoa! <laughs> and those things have amazing jaws. They have amazing jaws. When they latch on, it's like an alligator. You ain't taking that sucker off there. You know what I mean? He is hanging on for dear life. And so now we're going to go quickly here to... Um, <clears throat> okay, Acts 28, 1 to 6. Acts 28, 1 to 6. It says, as Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire, a poisonous snake, which was driven out by the heat, bit him on the hand. The people of the island saw it hanging from his hand, and they said to one another, <laughs> This guy's a murderer. <laughs> this guy's really no good. He didn't drown out there. But the way it says in one of the versions, the God of justice just not going to let him live. He ain't going to get away with it. Look at what happened to him, you know. But Paul shook off the snake into the fire, and Paul was unharmed. The people waited for him to swell up and drop dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw that he wasn't harmed, they changed their minds and now they decided, oh no, this guy's a god. He's a god. <laughs> Crazy, right? It says that the inhabitants looked and they observed. They looked they still observe. Well, I had some very serious doctor-type people help me out with this. 
and I got the lowdown. So the snake, they have these glands which are behind the eyes. And there's some stuff there called venom. That's like a poison. You know, God makes everything and he prepares them to survive. So these glands connect with their fangs, those long teeth. And so when that guy sees that hand that he says, huh, my lunch, you know, because that stuff doesn't harm him, you know. So he sees Paul's hand and he grabs onto that and those, they move fast. Then the thing is that those teeth, they make holes and they get into your, your flesh and they might grab an, uh, an artery, they might grab a vein, okay? And then the fang is kind of like a hypodermic needle. The fang, the liquid venom goes through the fang and now that they penetrated your skin, that stuff goes into your bloodstream, okay? In Spanish, right, they call them tres minutos, you know what I mean? People are counting one, Two, you know, because it's a humongously allergenic stuff. Your body does not mix with that stuff. And it goes into your blood, and the blood is circulating. Boom, kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. So that stuff is reaching every organ, every part of your body, and within three minutes, boom, your whole body swells up and it starts blocking your, your breathing, your, you know, blocking your organs, and within three minutes, eh, that person is dead. That's what, that's what, they, they saw that happening. <clears throat> They're watching. Now I wanna take this to another level. <clears throat> they were watching. They were watching, they were observing, and their minds were thinking. But I wanna tell you something. Do you know that there's people that are observing you? Listen, we live in a mean, ruthless world, okay? I'm going to tell you something. There are people that don't want you to get to the other side. And I noticed today that people are kind of like spiteful. Like if, if, if something is working for you, they're mad at you. They're mad at you because something is working for you. And we need to be careful not to fall into that. And one of the commandments talks about that, not to covet. You know what I mean? If you see somebody who's doing well, yeah, he might be a dirty rat, but if he's doing well, God bless him. But we're like, why him and not me? You know, it's not fair. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay. A lot of people, you know, there might be the people that don't want you to get to the other side. They're watching you. And look at this. They're hoping and expecting that soon they're going to celebrate when you flop and you get destroyed. It's sad, but that is true. That is happening. That's happening. There's people like that. So the inhabitants of the island had seen what just happened to Paul. They'd seen that a hundred times. And I could almost see them when, when they see that that thing is hanging off his hand going, one, <laughs> two. <laughs> but it's fast to call it tres minutos, three minutes, three minutes, you know. They thought they were going to see his body <clears throat> swell up and that he was going to keel over and drop dead, drop dead any second. Okay? Now let's go back to us again. Maybe the doctor said that you were going to die. Or maybe with what happened to you, you could have ended up in a mental institution. Things mess with our minds. Things mess with our emotions, you know? Or maybe, you know, screwing around, you could have ended up as a drug addict, hooked on drugs. A lot of people go that way. They go to liquor or they go to drugs, you know what I mean? Or maybe you could have ended up mad at God, mad at God. I was watching a movie on Pure Flix the other day. You know, we watch Pure Flix because most of the TV just stinks, you know. So 
the pure flicks movies, some of them stink, but some of them are good. You know, they have, they have, uh, they have, they're Christian stories. My wife likes the ones that love. We watched the one, The Bell and the Beast. It's Beauty and the Beast, the Christian version, and it's a beautiful love story. But anyway, where, how did I get to that? Maybe you ended up mad at God. Because, yeah, in these things, somebody's always mad at God. What do you mean, God? What do you mean the Bible? God did this to me and this. And you could have ended up mad at God, or you could have ended up mad at God, mad at yourself, and mad at everybody. That happens. A lot of things happen that people end up being mad at, mad at God, you know. But I want to tell you today that... <clears throat> If we're, if we're children of God, if we've accepted Jesus into our hearts, blah, 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 God is going to be with you, and God's going to help you through. And when you get to the other side of this problem, you're not even going to look like anything happened. It's just going to be okay. I'm good. I'm fine. Everything is fine. When God gets into a situation, it gets resolved. We're good. We're fine. Okay? Nothing. Okay, let's go. The people of Israel went through the Red Sea, right? Go through the Red Sea. God opened up the waters. Remember that? God, you all saw the movie, right? Charlton Heston, right? Okay, God opened up the waters. Not only did God open up the waters, they walked across on dry land. You know, because it, it would have been pretty stinky and pretty muddy Walking through that land of it was wet. When God does something, he does the whole thing. They walked across on dry land. When they got to the other side, there was no mud on their sandals. They got through nice and clean, just perfectly fine. At first, it looked like the enemy was going to get them. We're talking soldiers with spears and swords, chariots, horses, all kinds of military equipment coming after them to finish them off. The thing is, the Jews were, it was a lot of people. It was like six million people, right? It was a lot of people. So they brought, we were bringing a big army because they wanted to finish them off. But what happened? These people continued to walk forward. Okay, so they see the, the sea open up. Wow, we can get out of here. The ground is dry. Let's walk. But when they look back and they see that army, a lot of us would just freeze right there, right? But they didn't freeze. They kept on walking. And as they walked, what happens? That army comes into the Red Sea, and then the waters come down on them. And the soldiers and the swords and the spears and the chariots and the horses and all the equipment ends up at the bottom of the ocean. They all drown. They all drown. All the soldiers, that whole army drowned, and the people of God made it to the other side, nice and clean, cool, dry, and they're just fine. They kept on walking. Hallelujah. What we need to do is keep on walking, right? What we need to do is continue walking. <clears throat> Doesn't matter what they say about you. It doesn't matter what they may do. It doesn't matter what the doctor may say. We respect the doctors. We love the doctors. We're thankful for the doctors. But my life, my hands is in God's hands. My life is in God's hands. My life is in God's hands. The doctor is doing his job. He's telling me what makes sense down here. But what makes sense down here doesn't have to be what God thinks. God can do it, take it to another direction. Listen to this. It doesn't matter what's happening with your rebellious son or your rebellious daughter. Can that drive you crazy or what? Huh? Rebellious son, rebellious, that doesn't matter. We keep on walking. We keep on working. We keep on doing what we've understood, what we've learned from the word of God. It doesn't matter what the financial report says, all those debts, all those bills. It, none of that matters. What matters is that we keep walking in God. When you least expect it, who knows how, but God is going to come into this situation and he's going to work it out. You don't have to sit down or crawl into a corner and start crying because that's not you. You're a child of God. How does it say? I'm, on, uh, I'm no longer a slave to fear because I'm a child of God. Hallelujah. 
You're a child of God. You're not a slave to fear. God has freed us. Just keep walking forward. That's what the Bible tells us. It's a matter of faith. Keep walking forward. When God finishes blessing you, you're going to look like nothing happened here. Everything is good. Everything is good. God took care of it. All right? The only evidence that something happened here is that, you know what? You're going to have more faith in God than ever. Huh? When we get to the other side, we become stronger. You're going to have more love for God. You're going to have more confidence that God is with you all the time. Because as we live through these faith situations and we keep having the victory, our faith keeps growing. And we get more committed, more all in with God. Okay? Bigger commitment with God. And you know what? You're going to have a great testimony to share with others. And God tells us that. We are to make disciples. We are to share our victories in the Lord with other people. Share what God is doing in your life with other people. Okay? Uh, somebody could say, but pastor, pastor, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't, you don't know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, pastor. I'm going through hell with my matrimony. You know, <laughs> I'm going, you, you know, the, the, the lady, you, you don't know my husband. <laughs> You don't know my wife. You know, I'm going through hell. Or, or I'm going through hell with my job. My boss lady, she hates my guts and she's making life impossible for me. I mention that because I have somebody that's telling me that almost every day. You know, that, that, that the lady boss is driving him nuts. You know, you might be going crazy with a sickness. Or you don't know what's happening with me with my finances. I can't handle this. I can't handle this. Well, instead of complaining... You should be confessing, with God's help, I am going to get to the other side of this. That's our go-to. That's where we need to be. I'm going to get to the other side of this, and there's going to be a big victory here. I don't know where. I don't know how. I don't know where it's going to come from, but I know that God has never failed me in the past, and he's not going to fail me now. All right, let's go on. Remember what David said in Psalm 23, verse 4. Psalm 23, verse 4, the most famous psalm of all history. Everybody knows that psalm, the good people, the bad people, the devil people. Everybody knows Psalm 23. Verse 4 says, yay, that means yes. <laughs> yay, yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The valley of the shadow of death, that sounds like a really creepy place, okay? Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Amen. I'm not going to be afraid. Yeah, I see what's going on. I see the damage that that could cause, but I'm not fearful. Thou art with me. Thou means you. You are with me. I don't have to be afraid because... You're with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That, that talks about God's strength. God is not just strong. He is omnipotent. He is all the strength. All the strength in one place. That's what that psalm says. Read that psalm. Psalm 23, verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Okay? Let me remind you, you're not the only person that's walking through the fire. I know when we're going through the fire, it's rough, and we got all kinds of emotions and stuff going on. But let's go back to the Bible. Remember those three young Hebrew men? They walked through the fire. And what happened? The only evidence after they got to the other side that they had been through something was that when they put them in there, they were all tied up. When they came out of the other side, the ropes were gone. The ropes burned. What does that mean? What the devil was trying to tie you up with, what the trouble was trying to mess you up with, God burned it in the fire. And so the fire just served to free you. Now they're free. Now they weren't tied up. Now they weren't bound. And you know the other part. Their clothes weren't burned, their hair wasn't burned, and they didn't even smell like smoke. They went through there believing in God. But you remember, okay, listen, 
You ever see these rappers? They got an attitude. You know what I mean? They got an attitude. Well, we need to have an attitude. We need to have a Christ-like attitude. Before they went in there, they said to them, guys, are you going to do what we want you to do? You're going to put down God and, 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 and praise the statue? They said, no. God is more important than your statue. God can take care of us. But listen to what they said. They said, even if God doesn't save us from the fire, we are not going to worship that statue, okay? It's not negotiable. Forget about, no, but everybody's doing it. Don't be stupid. No, forget about that. God says no, and even if to everybody it doesn't make sense, even if it doesn't even make that much sense to me, I'm going to do what God says. That's why they got through that fire just fine. And if you read the story, God even went, was in there with them. They had a little talk with God in there. They had a little chat, you know. They didn't even smell like smoke. Now, God doesn't eliminate the heat of the fire. That is to say, we are going to go through trials. We're going to go through stuff. Hello, that's part of life. This is not Walt Disney fairy tales. This is real life. And in real life, we have struggles. We have all kinds of stuff that happens. All right? So the fire is going to be there. But... We're going to go through different trials, but we need to know, and I know, that God is going to be with me walking through that. And when God is with me walking through that, it's not going to harm me. I'm going to be fine. But you really need to believe, because it's one thing to say, yes, I believe in God, and I have a Bible, and I'm a man of God. But it's another thing, you know, in Spanish they say, you know, like, it's one thing to say it. I'm not afraid of death. I'm going to meet God, you know. But if I put a gun to your head like this, are you going to say the same thing? You know what I mean? We need to really believe this. This cannot be intellectual baloney. This cannot be worldly knowledge. This has to be down in your soul, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. You know what I mean? God's going to be with you. He's going to walk you through the fire. If you put your faith in God, he is going to take you out of the fire. He's going to get you through the fire, and you're going to be fine. Okay, let's go now to Acts 28.5. It says, Okay, we're getting to the important part. I promise I'm going to finish any minute now. Look, it says, Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed. Paul shook off the snake into the fire and he wasn't, he wasn't harmed. Okay, that poisonous snake had latched onto Paul's hand. So where am I going? Paul needed to get a little aggressive and violent. Aggressive and violent. He had to shake that thing off. Get him off. Get him off me. You know? There are times when you can pray. Oh, Lord, I'm going through this trial. Could you please help me? God? Yeah, there are times for that. But there are times when you have to get aggressive and violent against the enemy that's coming against you. This is not a game. This is not a joke. This is not baby stuff. Got to get a, a violent, aggressive. There are times... When you need to shake things, okay? You need to shake things, okay? Sometimes you need to shake yourself like your life depended on it, okay? Now, 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 now think about this. I'm thinking back, 1974, top of the world, los reyes de la salsa, the kings of salsa. All of a sudden, like we're the kings, everybody, listen guys, literally millions of dollars coming in. All kinds of work, cars, properties, businesses, everything you can think of. I was feeling empty, empty. I went, I, I kind of, I, I started, I don't know, something came over me. What's wrong with this picture? What's going on? What, what? And I kept looking into religions and different things. Everybody had a guru at the time and blah, blah, blah. None of that was, so finally, I get on, on, the, on the track with Jesus Christ and this, at this walk. And I start seeing, hmm, more and more. With me, it was a process. Bit by bit, I was saying, hmm, this, this, I, I kind of knew that I knew that I knew this is the way. But what about all that money? What about all the little girls? What about all, you know, all the good stuff? And you know what? I had to do this. <clears throat> Get it away from me. We want to hang on to those things. Those are the things that the world says 
everybody's after. That's what you think you're after. But I got there only to realize this ain't it. This is not it. So there's like a shaking. You have to shake that away. And sometimes you need to shake things yourself like your life depends on it. Watch this. Shake off that fear. Shake off that depression. Shake off that addiction. Shake off that spirit of the devil that tells you that there's no hope for you. You're not going anywhere. That's a lie of the devil. Shake that off. Get it out of here. Shake off that spirit of suicide. Stick off that spirit of lust and perversion. Shake it. Get rid of it. Shake off that spirit of poverty. Shake off that spirit of sickness. And this is a biggie. Shake off that spirit of false religion. Amen. Huh? Pastor Joaquin has mentioned this a few times today, and I thought it was kind of daring, but he's a daring guy. He's kind of a little, you know. He said, this ain't theology. This is not theology. This is not knowing Bible verses. This is not, oh, yes, I did the discipleship class. Yeah, but you're a devil. Your wife is miserable. You don't treat her nice. Or your kids. So, you understand? Don't be a hypocrite. Shake off the spirit of false religion. If you're in here, do it right. Make it be real. Don't be a part of a religion that is dead. That's not happening. Why? Because you're not doing it the right way. Get sin the heck out of your life. Don't think that just because you know some Bible verses and you're in church and you kind of look like a Christian that, no, this has to be real. This has to be real. Okay? Connect with the supernatural Holy Spirit of God. Okay, so the Bible, we have all this information and we chew on it and we learn it and we, and we take it in. But then something has to happen. <laughs> You know what I mean? Something has to happen. For many years, I had fast fingers. But I was a white elephant. There was no feeling in my music. This is just to give you an example. There was no feeling. And people could say, wow, Richie's got fast fingers. He's good, you know. Blah, blah, blah. But there was no feeling there. What happened? <laughs> I was in high school, and I fell in love with this beautiful Greek girl. Oh, my God, she was gorgeous olive skin, you know, and the whole thing. And she fell in love with my best friend. I loved them both. But I was heartbroken. And then I go to my music lesson, and I had to play a piece of Chopin. I love Chopin. He's very... And I start playing the Chopin. And my teacher says... She was, she was standing at the window looking out while I'm playing the Chopin, and she says, Richard... What happened? You're playing music now. Like that suffering. <laughs> when, I, when I started to play the Chopin, I said, yeah, I know what he meant now. <laughs> I can relate to him. Okay. No, here's what I mean. At first, it was notes. Ding, 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 You know, now... It went into another level, and that's what has to happen in our Christian life. We need to take the word in and chew on it and digest it, and it has to become a part of us. It has to become real. You know what I mean? Get that Holy Spirit in you, and that's what I'm saying. We need to make that conscious, positive, I am going this way. I am going this way. So shake yourself for your family. Shake yourself for your health. Shake yourself for your mind. Shake yourself for your finances. Where does this shake thing come from? I don't know if you remember. Look it up in the Bible. Okay. When Delilah says to Samson, hey, Philistines are coming. She had cut off his hair already. He didn't know that he had a crew cut. <laughs> And she says, hey, Samson, the Philistines are coming. What does he say? He says, okay, I'll get up and I'll go out there like I've always done in the past and I'll shake them. I'll shake. He said, shake. I'll shake them off. I'll shake. I'll get. And so, you know, some translations, it could be like kind of like that shaking kind of motivated the anointing to come on him or there might be a connection there. 
You know what I mean? But I can relate to that because I, I, I know that there are times when we need to make these solid decisions, these solid moves in our life. But you know what? And I promise I'm going to finish now. <laughs> soon. Soon. There's more. There's one more little thing. Shaking has to be there. There has to be that thing in your heart. But there's one more step. If you remember, Paul was right there, close to the fire. The fire. There are a lot of people who come to church, they don't have the fire. And you know what? I think people in church and even people out of church can kind of tell and sense who has the fire and who doesn't have the fire. It makes a difference, doesn't it? When we get saved, that we're on that first love, that we're on fire for God, your friends, they say, wow, you look weird. You look different. What, what, they get scared of you. You know what I mean? When that fire is there, you know, the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, the infilling, when it all comes together, and now you're playing real music. You know what I mean? Now you're really, you're really interpreting. The only thing that can destroy the power of Satan is the fire of God. This is not intellectual. This is not worldly knowledge. This is spiritual stuff. This is the Bible. This is the word of God. This is the real deal. We're fighting a war with a spiritual enemy, which is called Satan. And the only thing that can defeat Satan is the fire of the Holy Spirit, the fire of God. Can you think of anything else that can beat Satan? No, no. Humanly, there's, there's absolutely nothing. The only thing that can tear down Satan is the power of God. I don't care what you do humanly. Satan has, you know, we, we, need, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. Paul shook that snake, and it ended up where? In the fire. Ended up in the fire. You need to ask yourself, am I living sufficiently close to the fire of God? Am I close enough to the fire of God? Is there fire in your life? Is there fire in your home? You know, people on the outside, they think we're being fanatical, but we know the real deal. This has to be alive. That fire has to be lit. Do you have a true living relationship with God and the Holy Spirit? You know, pray all the time. Pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean you're going to be walking around on your knees praying all the time. No, that means that God is a part of every decision, of everything that I do. And my antennas are on. They're awake. So when I go through life, any little thing that comes up that doesn't square off with God, I get that out of there. Praying all the time, connected with God, talking to God. All hey, I don't know about you. I get in the car. I said, Lord, I got to go to the drugstore. If you don't go with me, I'll probably get killed. I, I need you to be with me. I'm aware of that more and more. I ask God to come with me and be with me. So I'm praying all the time. I'm praying as I'm living my life, working, supplying the needs of the home, doing all the things. That I'm walking on my walker, and I'm praying, and I'm talking to God, or I'm listening to Christian music. You know what I mean? We need that. Do you have that relationship? The bite of that snake should have killed Paul. It should have killed Paul right there. In a human sense, those people had seen it over and over again. That happens to somebody One. Two, three, they know he's going down, right? They thought he was going to just drop dead right there, swell up and drop dead. But he shook that thing, and it ended up in the fire. It was the fire that destroyed the thing that wanted to kill Paul. The fire destroyed the thing that wanted to kill Paul, okay? The devil has sent horrible things to come after you to kill you to destroy you. That's why you need to be connected. But the devil is not going to get to you. You know why? Because you're going to raise the temperature of the fire. You are going to raise the temperature of the fire. Okay? You're going to get that thing going. Okay? We need to know that praise and worship, praise and worship 
This is like something that God has given us. We pray. Why do we sing in church? Come on. We sing in church because there's something about music, all right? It helps us to go over from the intellectual, from the brain down to the heart. When we praise and worship, it lets go, suelta, it lets go, opens up the power of God to move. That was another thing that happened to me. So when I got, when I first got saved, some kids came to visit me, you know. And the next thing I know, I know the, I know the songs, you know. Uh, there is power, power. I know, I know these songs, you know. Uh, when the saints come marching in and all that stuff. So I'm singing with these kids. They're singing Christian songs, which I know the melodies too. But these kids came because they wanted to follow up on me because they saw me receive the Lord at a campaign, at a crusade. We're doing these songs, and these kids are singing, and all of a sudden I'm saying, wait a minute, what's going on? I'm, my, my hair is standing up. I'm feeling weird stuff that I never felt before because music is a different way of communicating that it gets from the brain to the heart. So when we sing to the Lord, when we praise to the Lord, when we pray, when we worship, Something happens. It's, it lets go of the power of God. So, you know, there's people at home. Tell the person next to you, hey, maybe you want to go to the other side of the house now. Maybe you want to go to the other side of the house now because this might get a little weird. But you know what? I am going to praise the Lord and I'm going to worship like I never worshiped before in my life right now, right now. I'm going to do that. You understand? And that might, you might find that to be weird. I am going to praise. I'm going to worship. I don't have time to just look cool and nice. No, I got to get down with God. And when you get down with God, you might weep a little bit, you might sweat a little bit, but you need to get into this. This is the praise and worship thing. You know, everybody's different. You know, uh, some people get more excited. Some people dance and they jump around and what, but we need to get from the brain down to the heart and tell that person in your house, I am going to praise the Lord because I'm praising the Lord for my life. I'm praising the Lord for my future. I'm praising the Lord for my marriage. I'm praising the Lord for my children, for my health, right? Because I know that that problem that I had could have killed me. But by the grace of God, I'm here. See? So we need to get over appearance what people think and all kinds of crazy stuff and really sincerely connect with God, right? Now, I don't know, I mean, I know, I know that I don't deserve God's love. I know that I don't deserve how good he is to me and all the things he does for me. But I thank God that I'm still here, you see? The devil tried to do something bad to my life and God turned it into something good. I know what it is to be shipwrecked. I know what it is to be bitten by a poisonous snake. I know about that. I know about that. But I also know that I can shake that thing off and drive it back into the fire of hell where it belongs. This is, this is how we have to feel about our lives. We don't have to let the devil do whatever he wants with us. God is speaking to us today. I don't know about you, but he's talking to me. You know, God is speaking to us. You know, we know that, you know, some of us know that sickness that we had could have killed us, you know. You know that if it was up to the devil, you could be dead. And this is sad, but even if it was up to certain people, you might be dead. <laughs> there are people that might wish that on you, you know what I mean? It's, that's, that's sad. But we're all going to be here. By the grace of God, I am still here. By the grace of God, I am still here. We know that. We confess that. We live in that dimension. So, I know that I'm here still because I know that God has a plan with my life. And I'm in tune with that. And I'm in line with that. I want to walk along with that. And God has a purpose for my life. I'm not here for, for no reason. I'm here because God has a purpose and he's taking me there. I declare that I'm blessed by God. Come on, let's be grateful. Let's appreciate. Let's appreciate what God has done in our lives. I, I, I know that I'm blessed by God, and I give him the honor. I give him the glory, right? And that with the help of God, I'm going to get to the other side of these problems that I'm having. God is going to get me there, all right? I want you to know that. God's with you. He's going to get you to the other side, and I am going to fulfill all the purposes that God has for my life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's stand and pray. Amen. 
Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for this word today. I hope that it will, I know, I pray, that it would encourage people to come in with God and those who are already in with God, that they may latch on to you, Lord, and really latch on to you, Lord, and get on the other side of whatever problems they're living through or whatever problems may come up. We just thank you, Lord, for being there for us. We thank you for guiding us. We thank you for all the wonderful things that you do in our lives, Lord. Now, I ask that this message would stay with us, Lord, that it would be not in the brain, but in the heart, and that it would be real. Help us, Lord, because as Moses said, if you're not there, it's not going to happen. We need you to be there. Help us not to, to lose sight of you ever. And we thank you, and we give you all the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. And the people said, amen. amen. Love you guys. Don't forget, Wednesday night, Bible study, 7 p.m., bilingual. God bless you. Love you. Bye-bye now.